This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Everybody and welcome to another brand new episode of Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, March 18th, where your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, how you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing good, Christian. It's uh, another fun day uh, and another uh, good episode, I'm sure, coming our way today. How are you doing? I'm good. We were out yesterday, uh, a couple things that uh, we needed to get taken care of, but uh, we are back with the live show today. We've got a brand new show tomorrow. Uh, there will be a best of on Monday, but we'll talk about that when we get there. In the meantime, let's go ahead and kick things off the way we do each and every day with a question from my co-host. Tony, if you were to buy an item, what item would you not want to buy counterfeit? Oh, that's a good question. Because um, you don't want to buy counterfeit. Well, there's a lot out there. I know like jerseys, there's a lot of counterfeit jerseys. There's, there's even counterfeit Funko Pops now, too. Is there real? Um, yeah. So, yeah, so you got to be careful with that kind of stuff. Uh, I would have to say, oh, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know what I wouldn't. I If you're going to pay good money for something... I would say some type of memorabilia. You don't okay. want to buy, you know, you collect like sport, like I collect the Funko and the sports stuff. I wouldn't want to buy a counterfeit one. All right. Fair enough. Well, Kansas City Feds nabbed $500,000 worth of counterfeit Mahomes jerseys, designer bags, and Botox. On Monday, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection announced a jaw-dropping haul of seized counterfeit merchandise entering the United States through Kansas City. Agents found dozens of knockoff Patrick Mahomes Kansas City Chiefs jerseys, phony Louis Vuitton handbags, needle kits, and fake, fake Botox kits. Criminals are constantly trying to flood the market with the counterfeits, said Steve Bansbach with Customs and Border Protection. To go ahead and get the money, that's all they're after. During a 28-day span from February 15th to March 15th, federal officers conducted a counterfeit sweep called Operation Stop the Flow. Boy, that sounds like a uh, tampon drive. Officers inspected <laughs> 900 the flow, yo. <laughs> Officers inspected 952 shipments of air car- cargo at Kansas City International Airport and additional cargo facilities for companies like DHL and FedEx. 
The vast majority of the shipments came from places like China, Hong Kong, and other locations in Southeast Asia. Officers made 25 seizures, which included 469 counterfeit NFL jerseys, 163 knockoff designer women's handbags, electronics, needle kits, and Botox. So now you may be very dangerously injecting yourself with something that may have catastrophic ramifications, Bansbach told Fox 4. Trafficking in counterfeit merchandise is not a victimless crime, Bansbach added, particularly when phony NFL apparel or high-end bags cut into the bottom line of major companies. And when the company goes ahead and looks at the revenue and they see a loss, what are they going to probably do? Well, they're probably going to fire some people, Bansbach said. So... Goes to show, don't buy counterfeit, don't buy knockoffs, uh, definitely don't buy counterfeit Botox, because who yeah, knows what Botox, you'd be injecting yourself sure. with. Ooh. You know, I, I've only really seen, the jerseys is definitely rampant, man. You see those all over the place. Uh, you always see people selling them at flea markets, everywhere you go. I think the jersey one is the, the most rampant one I've seen. But unfortunately, there's a lot of things out there. There's, uh, you know, counterfeit video games, uh, oh, just all kinds of stuff. My favorite are the action figures. Bateman, Spaderman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of boot, a lot of bootlegs, man. A lot of bootlegs. Exactly. Do you remember back in the day, uh, 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 JJ's Ear Candy, Video Madness, um, in Carson City, they had like. All they always had those random CDs, like there was Metallica, the Bay Area Thrashers, which I have hanging on my wall. I actually still have that CD, but it was just a bootleg, some BS copy somebody burned, and it just they sold it. They just printed the artwork and just sold it for freaking mass cash. It was like twenty bucks a pop. Yeah. Oh, I remember you, you that. You remember it's... buying that? Yeah. Like that's how you got garage garage days originally the original one yeah 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 it was bootlegs man bootlegs yeah and counterfeits are everywhere now where they were saying that it'll hurt the bottom line of certain companies i don't think the nfl's hurting too much based on the knockoff jerseys i think they're making quite a bit of money but still probably best to stay away even quality wise you know you're, you're not going to get the same quality as a uh, genuine product yeah and also if it was hurting the bottom line what it does is they're not going to uh i don't think they're going to fire the people for that you know it's not going to put them out of business but uh they might raise the price of the stuff though exactly well folks it is thursday we have a wonderful show lined up for you today let's talk about today's show shall we the third day all right monday one day tuesday two day wednesday when huh what day thursday (laughs) the third day okay It is Thursday the third day, and as we do on Thursdays, we take a look at America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. Yes, we're talking Florida, man. We have a segment called Unwritten Rules. Our call-in topic today is Best Behind-the-Scenes Featurette. We have a segment called Hippocratic Oath. We round out the day with This Day in History, and Tony is up next with the entertainment news. Folks, do not go anywhere. We will be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. 
Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. And we have a little thing that we like to call the Phoenix Line. It is our 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever. Maybe you tried knockoff counterfeit Botox. We want to hear about it. Give us a call at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. All we ask is that you keep it entertaining. We'll compile those together, put them out in a future show. Now, speaking of entertaining, Tony is here with the entertainment news. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, March 18th, and here's your Filippo Fast Five. Oh, NBC cancels World of Dance after four seasons. Ooh. Amazon's Jack Reacher TV show will adapt one book for every season. So if you're a fan of that, something to look forward to. Tiger Woods will return to video games, this time with PGA Tour 2K series. He used to be a part of the popular EA series for a long time. Up until Scandal, then he got let go. Well, now he's getting his redemption tour. Well, he's not going to be LeBron returning G- to uh, real golf anytime soon. No, unfortunately, he just got released from the hospital yesterday. So it's going to be a long road of recovery there for him as well. Uh, LeBron James becomes part owner of the Boston Red Sox. He joins Fenway Sports Group as a partner. LeBron James. uh, Yeah, that's what you can do when you have a ton of money. You can own a team, especially Boston Red Sox. Man, that's huge. Long, long time franchise there. Disney begins a production on live action Peter Pan and Wendy due on Disney Plus 2022. And lastly, and sadly, uh, Sabine Schmitz, the pioneering female racer who served as a presenter on Top Gear. She was the only female winner of the 24 hours of... Oh, man, I'm going butcher that. Yeah, we'll go with that. It's not what it says, but we'll go with that. She passed away. Schmitz passed away at the age of 51, having revealed last year she was diagnosed with cancer. So sad news there. But that's your Filippo Fast Five. And uh, here is the entertainment portion of that. We'll start in the world of movies. And Venom Let There Be Carnage um, has had its release date delayed yet again. Say say it got mugged up. Sony Pictures moved its Venom sequel from its release date of June 25th, 2021 to fall date of September 17th, 2021. The delay marks the latest big tentpole film the studios has repositioned this year. Uh, Sony already moved James Bond No Time to Die back to October 8th. Universal pushed back Furious, uh, Fast and the Furious film F9 to Midsummer. And at the end of January, Disney delayed a major part of its 2021 film slate until later this year. When Universal moved F9 to June 25th, we were one of the first... Well, I am Ron Burgundy, and I am reading this article. Uh, The article said, We were the first ones to ask, Would Venom let their (laughs) carnage move make space for F9? Well, the answer is yes. The new September release date is going to be a conspicuous one for a lot of movie fans. September is not typically the window of opportunity where most studios place their strong films for big fall box office. That typically starts in October. September has traditionally been a dumping ground for film studios that don't have a lot of confidence in. And at the end of summer, fall transition back to work school usually results in a box office slump. Ironically enough, Venom 2 was slated for release in October 2020. 
Then it was pushed to June, but now September. Of course, um, you know, with it hitting in September, I don't think that's a bad thing because they say it's a slumping month, but we've been in a slumping year. So really, (laughs) I think at this point, it's throwing darts uh, at the dartboard to see if it's going to be a success or not. Um, uh, On another movie note, it doesn't have to do with this. Um, I did read that Black Widow is going to be a last-minute decision. They're holding strong on it, but that could change all the way up to the release date. Oh, let's hope not. Yeah, it's fingers crossed it sticks, but uh, what do you think? you think September uh, a better move for Venom? I don't know if it's a better move. I just like the fact that it's still in 2021. They didn't move it back another full year. And like you said, I think at this point, it doesn't matter when it comes out, what time of year. It's not a traditional box office type of year where, you know, you start getting the summer movie season in May, you know, and then it dies off around August then pops back up again in October and then big in December again. They're just going to release movies as they come. And if it's a movie I want to see, I'm going to go to the theaters to see it. Yeah. Dude, this has been a long drought. The last movie I saw was with you and Jimmy, uh, which was Wonder Woman 84. That's the last movie I saw in theaters. And before that, it was Freaky, which was like back in October. So I've been on a massive uh, movie drought in theaters. It's been a while, yep. Uh, But sad stuff. But we go on from movies to TV. And uh, Pat Sajak uh, is kind of been the topic of some controversy lately um maybe a staple of having worked uh the hosted long-running game show wheel of fortune for four decades but those working behind the cameras are ready for him to set down the cue cards for good following a series of on-air controversies and slip-ups producers are said to be eager for sajak to take a break speaking to ok magazine the source alleged the producers are ready for sajak who's 74 to step aside and allow somebody else to take the hosting duties. Producers reportedly feel that Sajak just hasn't been the same since he underwent emergency surgery uh, to correct a block and test it in late 2019. During his time away from the show, amid his recovery, the source said producers want him to take at least a break from the show. They're hoping they'll pull him out of this terrible tailspin. Um, The report comes after some have viewed troubling several months on the game show for Sajak. In November 2020, he faced criticism after he called the contestant ungrateful. I remark he apologized for later in the episode, telling the contestant, I'm sorry I yelled at you. I just don't remember your mother giving us trouble like you did. Just a month later, in December 2020, he faced backlash after he chastised a contestant who interrupted him during a sponsor plug, telling the contestant, never, never interrupt, never interrupt the plug. You can do anything else, but don't interrupt. In February of this year, Sajak again found himself a controversy from viewers after he mocked a contestant's speech impediment. Sajak stating IV instead of IC, seemingly mocking a lisp. So he said, I see. <laughs> so many of these moments have gone viral on social media and have prompted fierce backlash, with some declaring that Sajak's sarcasm is offensive. Others have requested the host to be please kinder to your contestants. What happened to you? Well, he turned heel. It's like wrestling. He's been a good guy forever. He turned bad. Right? I don't know. He's 74. Oh. I think he's at that get off my lawn stage where it's, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. he, just, he just doesn't give I, a crap. I just don't think he has time for people's BS. And we are going through that be, you know, be nice to everybody era, which is weird. And I just don't think he cares. I think he knows he's on the way out here in the next couple years. So 
I, I don't think it has anything to do with him like having trouble outside of life. I'm with you. I think it's just that he's old school and he doesn't put up like it's simple. Don't interrupt me when I'm talking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very simple. You know, uh, the I see. I think that's that's just him maybe being funny. I don't think it's too mean. but And he's been doing it for nearly 40 years now. So, uh, you know, I cut the guy a break. He's got a couple years left, if that. Let him retire. He's got a ton of money. It'll move on. Wheel of Fortune will be played for another hundred years, I'm sure. But uh, oh, absolutely, yeah. you know, everybody's a little uh, overly sensitive at this point. Absolutely. Well, someone who's not oversensitive and is not quite to the get off my lawn stage, uh, Eli Manning, who retired from football last year, is going to be doing something very similar to his brother Peyton. Uh, Manning announced that he would be hosting his own college football-centric show on ESPN Plus called Eli's Places. Oh, dear Very original. God. It's very similar to his brother Peyton, um, which is uh, which that just got re-upped for a third season. Um, what he'll be doing is he'll be going back to tell college football stories. So he'll be doing the same thing pretty much uh, Peyton does just in the college level. So... Um, the the Eli so the the pod, the sports world has definitely been all about it. Congrats, but Eli he has he does have some humor. He's not as funny as his brother Peyton, but uh, you know this might put a good spotlight on the world of college football. Um, but that will be coming out this fall. Something to look forward to. Yeah, I don't Is know something you'd be interested in. No, not whatsoever. Yeah, Eli in interviews, he's basically Peyton without the personality. You know, it's like watching a brick wall talk. It's not enjoyable. Sir, definitely you will not be watching. No. No. Let me ask you, Christian, do you do you still go to Pizza Hut? You ever eat it at the hut? You know, every once in a while I will get a craving for it. I rarely go. I'll sometimes order it in. But maybe once a year I'll be like, you know what? I wonder if Pizza Hut's still as good as I remember. And it never is. <laughs> well, maybe this might entice you to come back. Uh, Pizza Hut has announced a promotion featuring a new Pac-Man augmented reality game. For a limited time, Pizza Hut's $10 Tastemaker will feature an exclusive box that allows uh, players to enjoy the AR game on their phone. While the tie-in would be neat of its own, players could submit their scores for a chance to win an exclusive Pac-Man cabinet from Arcade 1-Up. The cabinet's exterior will feature exclusive Pizza Hut-inspired graphics, including the classic logo, chandeliers, pizza slices meant to evoke Pac-Man, one grand prize winner will be selected. The promotion kicks off today, and it runs through March 26th. Um, so you can win a sweet old-school Pac-Man arcade one-up. And all you got to do is go to Pizza Hut, get yourself a $10 tastemaker, play the game on your phone, and uh, there you go. That's all you have to do. I might give it a shot. All right. Well, I probably won't, but I thought I'd share just because it was fun. Uh, that is it for the entertainment news. Let's roll on to those celebrity birthdays, shall we? It's my birthday! Oh, it's a lot of birthdays today. In fact, it's singer and guitarist for the band Maroon 5. Uh, Adam Levine is 41. Uh, Golden Globe actress who was nominated for an Academy Award, uh, Best Supporting Actress in the film Chicago. She starred in Fox's Living Single in the 90s. Bringing down the house, girls trip, hairspray, and now the equalizer. Queen Latifah is 50. Stand-up comedian uh, who was the first to use social networking websites such as MySpace to amass a giant devoted fan base. 
He's one of the top stand-up comedians. He's starting Good Luck Chuck, Dan in Real Life, My Best Friend's Girl and Employee of the Month. Dane Cook is 48. He doesn't do much anymore, does he? Nope. Uh, television personality, best known for hosting the popular Discovery Channel Dirty Jobs, also a pitchman for the Ford Motor Company, Micro, 58, and guitarist, songwriter with the grunge band, uh, rock band Alice in Chains. He also pursued a solo career. Mr. Jerry Cantrell is 54. Happy birthday, and... Uh, that's it for March 18th. That's Celebrity News and Birthdays. Woo! Right on. Well, that does do it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we explore America's penis and the strange things that happen down there. One of my favorite segments of the week. It is time for Florida Man. Don't go Florida anywhere. Florida Man! We'll be back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are all over social media with many of you watching us as we speak on Facebook Live or YouTube Live. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social, you can. I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram and Twitter at Phoenix Media Radio. Tony's available at facebook.com forward slash Tony.sanfilippo. That's S A N F I L I P P O dot nine four. Or on Instagram at Tony.sanfilippo eighty one. Now it is Thursday, and as we like to do on Thursdays, we like to explore America's penis and the strange, strange, strange things that happen down there. Yes, it is time for Florida Man. Oh, good for you! Florida man, Florida man, doing crazy stuff that they can. Let's go down somewhere into Florida where Florida man claiming people were eating his brains led to a police chase on an insane on an insane golf course chase. Here we go. Uh, 29-year-old Jesse Webb got behind the wheel of a stolen community watch vehicle when he Commanded, uh, commandeered from a neighborhood supervisor responding to reports that Webb was running around shouting that people were eating his brains out. Well, I guess better than effing them. Right. After a hopping behind the wheel, Webb swerved across several backyards before veering onto the grounds of Orange Blossom Hills Golf and Country Club. Two cruisers gives cha- gave, gave chase to Webb. Oh, man. We weaved in and out of carts and players that later scrambling, dumbfounded to get out of the way. If you thought getting up and down from a fairway bunker was hard enough, just try doing it with Florida Man bearing down on you in a stolen SUV. Thankfully, no one was hurt, and Webb was eventually apprehended after taking the chase into town, slamming into a side of a nursing home, again, Florida, and attempting to escape on foot. Orange Blossom Hills wasn't quite so lucky, however. Reports sustaining thousands of dollars worth of damage in the chase. Webb Web zombies, meanwhile, remain at large. Has the planet gone mad? Oh, man, that was a good one. Did he think the uh, uh, zombie apocalypse was coming? People were eating his God, brains? They're coming, they're going to eat my brains! Four. 
Oh, I don't know. I would have actually liked to have seen that when I was in Florida. I did not. But a Florida man was arrested on Monday and charged with assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill after he threw an alligator through a fast food chain's drive through window. Joshua James, 24, threw a three-and-a-half-foot alligator through a Palm Beach County Wendy's drive through uh, four months ago. According to Florida Fish, Wildlife, and Conservation, um, he was charged with illegally possessing an alligator and petty theft. A report that James drove his pickup truck through the window about 1.20 a.m. on October 11th, um, an employee handed James his drink. He tossed an alligator through the window and sped off. Here's your Dr. Pepper, sir. Oh, uh, here's Leatherface. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, uh, no, one... <laughs> no one was hurt, and Urine captured the alligator and released it into the wild. James was finally tracked down through video surveillance and purchase at the neighboring hood convenience store. Urine wrote that James admitted to throwing the alligator in the, w- in the window. He said that James told him he had found the alligator on the side of the road and put it in his truck. The Palm Beach Post noted that James faces a third-degree felony charge for possessing the reptile. If he is convicted under that particular charge, he could face up to five years in prison. Wow, don't grab alligators, kids. Uh, In his court appearance Tuesday, he was ordered to stay clear of all Wendy's restaurants uh, to avoid possessing animals aside from his mother's dog, to undergo mental health, and refrain from possessing any weapons. He was later released on a $6,000 bond. Wow. What's he going to do for a Dave's Double now? Yeah, he's screwed, man. Yeah. Not welcomed, man. <laughs> I, I hope that Wendy's uh, roasted his ass on their uh, Twitter page. Oh, That'd they're so awesome. good at that. I, I don't know if they did. Uh, we're going down to Martin County, uh, Florida. The sight of a man wearing a thong was all a Florida homeowner needed to call the Martin County Sheriff's Office last month. Deputies arrested 31-year-old George Blanken on March 12th. That's this month, silly. An arrest report reviewed by T.C. Palm said the homeowner saw him building a shed and throwing chairs. The trespasser was wearing a swimsuit and then a thong, the report stated. Responding deputies said they found a man on the property who was not wearing a shirt or shorts, and he was covered with sand as if he had just been at the beach. The man was arrested but refused to identify himself, as the county jail authorities used fingerprints to confirm Blinken as the suspect. He stated he was an artist to make things from garbage, the arrest report. Blinken faces charges of giving a false name and obstruction without violence. Isn't that weird? It's art. It's a skirt. It's called a (laughs) skirt. It's a mankini. It is a... Uh, Let's go down to Melbourne, Florida, where a drunk Florida man thanked a good Samaritan who gave him a place to stay when he couldn't get home by peeing all over his bedroom and then attacking him oh that's it thanks for letting me stay in your house Ah, the victim said he was at a party downtown melbourne and uh, on saturday when he met colin geeb who described as a friend of friends geeb 23 was drunk didn't have a way to get home and couldn't provide his address so the victim took him back to his place so he could have a safe place to be it's a bad idea uh, the victim allowed Gibe to sleep in his room, and he went to sleep in another room for the night. Sunday morning, the victim heard noises from the house and found Gibe peeing everywhere in the room. I swear that was not me. I, I, I would be the one probably doing that to you, <laughs> except I wouldn't attack you, uh, according to the affidavit. Uh, police said the victim repeatedly asked Gibe to leave, but Gibe wouldn't. 
and he instead became upset and turned violent. He came in with... He came at me with his penis out and attacked me, the victim said. Gibu is six feet tall, 170 pounds, and a micro PP. Punched the man multiple times and attempted to choke him and punched and pushed him into the wall before the victim was able to wrestle Gib out of the front door and call police. When asked about the incident, Gib said, you heard the whole story. There's nothing I need to tell you. Why am I here? Police said they found blood on the front door hole in the walls of the room saturated with urine. Gib of Melbourne was arrested on charges of battery, indecent exposure and property damage. Just goes to show, man. You just can't open your doors for... for for, for people like that. Oh, man. good for you. Yeah, no, that I was wild. I'm glad I've got uh, the two pities here because there's been some sketchy people who've come to the door before. And uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. You just don't let them in. Nope. Uh, we're we're going to go down to New, S- New Smyrna Beach, Florida. A man set fire to his hospital bed and attempt to get the attention of nurses because he felt they were ignoring him. John David King admitted to using a lighter to set a plastic bag on fire at the hospital um, at New Samara Beach on Saturday. He didn't intend to hurt anyone, but he was upset. He felt nurses were ignoring him when he asked to bring his clothes. King had been admitted to the hospital for respiratory failure. Uh, King's roommate, Samuel Moreno, told him to put out the fire, but King relit it instead and flames erupted. Moreno pressed his emergency button and a nurse came to douse the bed with a fire extinguisher. Meanwhile, King left the room and made his way to the elevators before he was arrested and booked into the Volusia County Jail on a $15,000 bond. The bed was damaged beyond repair and cost $4,000 to replace. Um, Needless to say, I'm guessing that... uh, this is uh, this dude did not like to ever be ignored in life, and uh, that is an even more expensive hospital bill than it was already intended to be. You are so dumb. The insurance you are really dumb. For real. For real. Exactly, for real. Oh, you know, this sounds nice. Let's go to Niceville, Florida. Uh, responding to a house fire last week, Niceville police officers and firefighters encountered an odd sight. When firefighters got to the home around 5.30 p.m., they could see smoke coming from the inside. A naked man opened the front door and said, I'm sorry, and closed the door. <laughs> Police officers arrived shortly to assist. The man came to the door again, left it open, and went back into the house. According to the offense, the offense report from the police department, the man showed no signs of understanding the danger he was in. There were several things on fire inside the home, including some towels. An officer detained the man and removed him from the house from his own safety. Firefighter said that if he had stayed in the home much longer, he could have possibly died from smoke inhalation. In the report, an officer said he and another officer were in the house for about five minutes and had a hard time breathing. Firefighters went in with an oxygen mask to remove the burning items. The man admitted to drinking two liters of vodka, smoking marijuana starting at 9 a.m. He was examined at the scene and had no life-threatening injuries. The report said he refused further medical attention. Based on the fire department's investigation, the man allegedly tried baking cookies on a George Foreman grill, which he left unattended. The grill and cookies caught fire, so he put the dry towels on top of the grill, which those caused uh, fire too, causing the fire to spread. So, you know, never a damn dull moment with Florida, man, is there? Stupid is, stupid does, Crazy stories. (laughs) There's like infinite amount of stupidity to come from that state. Which is why it is one of my favorite segments that we do. That does it for Florida Man. When we come back, we've got a segment called Unwritten Rules. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks, to the final segment of the first hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. But do not fret, there is still plenty ahead with our second hour, including our call-in topic of Best Behind the Scenes Featurette. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. While you're there, Are you a god? <laughs> while you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends because sharing is caring. Now in this segment that I've titled Unwritten Rules, we're looking at unwritten rules to live by. These are little things in life that should go without saying. Tony, anything come to mind as far as just an unwritten rule that uh, everybody should do? For me, it's holding the door open for somebody else. It, it doesn't man if, right. matter if they're a guy or a, or a girl. If you're in front of somebody, open up the door. Let them come through. If there's people coming in behind you, hold the door open for them. It's just common courtesy. I was going to say that, but I also... Um... It's usually letting uh, people typically more times than not runs into being a, uh, you know, whether it's an older lady, younger lady, like at the grocery store, if they have a few items and you have more, I typically let them go ahead of me, especially if they have, you know, just to give them the situation. I usually let people go before me on things if it's, you know, if they seem like they're in a hurry and stuff like that. But I do the door opening thing. It's just. It's just what you do. It's right? funny. Yeah. With my luck, you know, I, I let the the older person, you know, go ahead of me at the grocery store. They're buying one item and then they bust out the checkbook and have to write a check for it. And it, yeah. it always backfires on me. But <laughs> luckily that hasn't happened to me yet. So <laughs> if it has, I don't recall. So, well, let's go ahead and go through some other unwritten okay. rules. And if you don't follow them, well, I am the law. I am the law. All right. Oh. So, Judge Dredd one. I I know. All right. uh, First one. Again, this should go without saying from user, what the heck is decaf says, do not swipe left or right if someone shows you a photo on their phone. Yes, do not do that. If they show you a photo or if they tell you, okay, you know, keep swiping to the left or keep swiping to the right, it's okay. Don't assume you can do that because you have no idea what's on people's phones these days. Yeah. Well, it's also funny. So... I let my uh, little nephew Cullen. He uh, he did that when I had Tinder, and he's like, "Uncle, tell him what's this?" And he swiped right on everything. He just was like, "He he he!" And it's like match, match, match. The Fugasauruses, man, they came out the uh, <laughs> the, the park. <laughs> hey, you know. That's... And and what happens is, man, and I tried to explain to him like it's not like while it's humorous to me because I match, but there are those people that like, oh my god. I got a match. This guy matched with me. And then they they message you like instantly. And yep. it's just like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> and me being the nice guy, I don't want to just be a, a dick and then like ghost them, you know. So you got to, you know. But in those ones, I don't know them. So it's just like, uh, unmatch, bye. 
Yeah, look, yeah, they have an engaged conversation, so there's no feelings there. Yeah, luckily you learned not to uh, give them your phone from that point yeah. on, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All right, let's keep rolling on. We're talking unwritten rules. I am the law! This from Olaf the Bent says, Buy a plunger. Olaf! Buy a Play plunger mental. before you need a plunger. For sure. Oh. You know, uh, that toilet gets clogged yeah. up. You're building mountains in there in the morning. Uh and you don't have a plunger. Yeah, when Mount Grimace piles up and that son of a bitch wants to overflow, you in trouble. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And rubble, the, rubble, no yum, yum. <laughs> the other thing that people don't realize about plungers these days is they're not like the old school ones where they create a suction. Now they force air. So, uh, you know, I've caught Jesse a couple times trying to suction out things. And it's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You're trying to force air in there. That's the way the new plungers work. Yeah. Super plunger. Let's keep rolling on. Talking unwritten rules. I am the law! This from Megs and Bacon. Uh, Tony, this one should be written on the signs outside the door of Costco. Don't leave your shopping cart in the middle of the aisle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there should be traffic signs when you go into Costco, man, there should be like a way to go and a way not to go. People, I, mean, I watched this group yesterday. Yeah, we'll call them the Gremlins, man. It started out as one person, all of a sudden they had another and another, and it was like they built the damn wall going down the store. It was just like, and they're slow. Yeah. Walking the aisle. I was like, I want to yell, get the hell out the way. Like, you wouldn't do that on the highway. Don't do that at the traffic aisles at your grocery stores or your Costco's, especially the baskets. Well, you get ditch baskets all the time. That's all the, th the time. That's the thing. You know, it's the rules of the road. You know, walk on the right side. So if you're walking against traffic, you're still on the right side. Go around people. Don't leave the cart there to wander off and grab samples. There's nothing more frustrating than no. somebody just blocking an a aisle with a cart that's unattended. Oh, yeah. Well, and yesterday was crazy. We actually did samples. Uh, they were in bags. They they put the little samples in bags and were handing them out. So there was actually samples to be had yesterday, um, randomly enough. And every time you say rules of the road, I always picture freaking George Carlin from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Every time you mention that. <laughs> you hate the rules of the road. So, yeah. Excuse uh, me. Let's keep rolling on. We're talking unwritten rules. I am the law! From user Havu says, if you have to cancel on a friend, it should be your responsibility to reschedule. Uh, it makes sense, you know. It's uh, you're the one who who canceled. Be courteous enough to reschedule. Aren't your man Randy Savage is not happy with your decision? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely want to reschedule. That just it's it's real simple. Especially if you're friends, it's easy to say, hey, you know, today doesn't work, but maybe Sunday. Does that does that work better for you? I mean, you always want to come with a pitch. There's nothing worse than when you get somebody that's like, hey, do you want to go hang out again? Yeah, cool. When do you want to do it? I don't know. And then when you finally set the day, the day comes, eh, today's not going to work for me. It seemed to happen with that one friend recently. And then <laughs> kept happening and still haven't rescheduled. Oh, well. It's all right. Let's keep moving on. Talking unwritten rules. I am the law! From user Long Live Lazarus, Tony, this one applies to you. Don't propose at someone else's wedding. So when Jesse and I get married, oh. don't you dare propose. I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter to me. Hello there. <laughs> oh, I will, man. That, that's How about a... no? 
I don't know if that'll ever happen again, but it sure as hell wouldn't be there because you're stealing. It's not the romantic setting. It's not what you do. That day is about the couple you're there for to celebrate. It's their day. Yep. It's their moment. It's their, You don't do anything to steal that shine. Nothing. You go there, best behavior, or if you're drunk and you want to hit on a few bridesmaids, just, just make sure you do it where it's not distracting from the day. Makes sense. Because I, I saw that at the last wedding I went to, man. Oh. A lot, a lot of drunk groomsmen, man. They were all over the place. It was entertaining. Stealing the thunder. All right, let's keep rolling on. Talking unwritten rules. I am the law! This one I absolutely believe in from user Another Social Outcast says, Don't ask for something if the person only has one left. Gum, cigarette, piece of candy, etc. If there's one left and it belongs to that person, don't ask for it. That just makes, that's just common courtesy right there. Don't. Actually, you should never ask for anything in general. Like, it, well, you know, if, if you, you know, and I are hanging out and I guess, and you pop open like a pack of gum, and I see that there's plenty, you know, it, it would be reasonable to say, "Hey, you mind if I bum a piece of gum?" Yeah. Okay. You know what I do is if I have if I take gum out in front of somebody, like if I need it, I offer. That's a great unwritten rule. I always I always offer. It doesn't it doesn't have to get to the point where you ask, you know. But I get it too. If you got some skunk breath and you know your friend has uh some gum it's i think that's good exactly you know all right let's keep going we're talking unwritten rules i am the law patrick the viera yep says don't look through the effing gap in the bathroom stalls i absolutely agree with that there's nothing creepier than sitting on the pot where you don't want to be there anyway somebody yanks on the door obviously it's locked and then you see that eyeball between the gap it's like Obviously, Ugh. there's somebody in here. Yowie, wowie. Yeah, I hate that. There ain't nothing worse. Dude, that happened at the airport. There was like somebody looking. I go, occupied. Like, right. What do you expect? Stupid idiots. Yeah. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, let's keep moving on. Unwritten rules. I am the law. From Tiny Wall says, don't cook <laughs> fish in the office kitchen. I absolutely agree with that. Mm. Uh, I used to work in uh, car dealerships where it would be fish or it would be ethnic food that smelled like uh, diarrhea. Uh, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah, just you don't do that at all. It's it's awful because if it's potent, everybody has to smell that. It ain't, it ain't good. Exactly. And you're eating and you're eating that. And it might taste good, but ooh, buddy, it don't, don't smell good. Don't talk to me. For about a couple hours till you clean that stank-ass breath. Yep. And then finally, in Unwritten Rules... I am the law! From Asexel says, Leave it in better condition than you found it. I'd say that's always a great rule to live by, especially if you're borrowing something or at somebody's house. Just the way to go. Well, with that, folks, that is the end of this first hour of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are headed into the long break, so uh, enjoy the seven minutes, listen to the news, take a potty break, grab yourself some tea, and join us back here in seven. Seven. Fed up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Biscuit did to music in the late 90s.
Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Nickel's the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back, folks, to the second hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Thursday, March 18th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Still joined by my co-host, Mr. Tony Spark. Tony, how are you holding up in the second hour? Doing well, man. Just uh, ready for the fastest hour, ready to keep going and uh, try out those names. We have the Spark. We had the Savage. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll find one that sticks here soon and uh, we'll rebrand it. So uh, we'll see how that all goes. Tony Spark. Yeah, we'll see what fits, what works well. Obviously, uh, you know, we'll give Tony his own Facebook page, public profile page, because right now, if you try to friend him, he doesn't want to be your friend. He's mean like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just mean. I'm just evil and mean. So no, it's his private personal page, and so uh, you know we want to give him a, a public outlet. But uh, you know, San Filippo, a little hard to spell, a little hard to find. So you know, we're gonna give him a radio name. Is it gonna be Tony Savage? Is it gonna be Tony Spark? Is it gonna be something else? We'll find out. Something else. We'll keep we'll playing with this. See you here soon. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day, which is why we give it 24 hours in advance and uh, give you a chance to call on the Phoenix line at 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. Of course, you can chime in live on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Just click into the live video there and comment on there with your pick. Or as we've been doing over the last couple weeks, we've got the Stereo app where you can chat live. Just join us when we go live on there over at stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. We're still working out a few of the bugs, so uh, you know, don't get too upset if uh, we can't get to uh, your call because you know, we're, we're still figuring it out. Definitely. It's a lot of fun. You don't know if you're going to get the F-bombs and uh, things like that, but uh, luckily this is internet radio and you can kind of get away with that. Exactly. So. We're not governed by the FCC, so we don't have to worry about it as much. In any case, today's topic is best behind-the-scenes featurette. Uh, what got me thinking about this is last week, uh, Marvel Studios released a episode of Assembled, which was the making of WandaVision, um, which was awesome. It was great to see the behind the scenes, how they did it, the live studio audience mixed with sort of the MCU style filming. And I've always loved behind the scenes featurettes. You know, I went to film school and uh, loved the making of and, and seeing how they did, especially these big budget blockbuster movies, you know, lots of green screen, lots of digital effects, so much fun. And so that's what we're talking about. What is the best behind the scenes featurette that uh, you've ever seen? Tony, I'm going to throw it to you. What is your pick? I don't have like one in particular, like favorite where I'm like, oh my God, that was amazing. Um, what I personally love is I'm just going to give you a general. Okay. I love the bloopers of any movie, especially the Marvels. My favorite and my first go-to feature it before the making ofs is the bloopers. I, It doesn't matter... Um, if you go back and watch like Endgame, uh, Infinity War, anything like that, just the Marvel bloopers are classic because they cuss. And they, it's just funny to see them screw up or some of the silly things they do. 
Um, but uh, I've been a fan of bloopers since uh, I think Liar Liar was one of the first ones because they didn't have behind the scenes. That was just as the credits rolled. And they did all the uh, behind the uh, scenes bloopers with Jim Carrey in them. So I think that's where my love of that started. Like I sometimes find that to be funnier than the movie or in the vein of an action flick or something entertaining of that nature. Um, to fact that they could have a lighthearted side is always entertaining. So I'm going to go with bloopers on, uh, on any of the films we like. If they've got them, that's what you'll find me watching first. And then, of course, the behind the scenes stuff because it's just neat to see how they do it, but over actor yeah yeah so bloopers <laughs> show off <laughs> bloopers are always fun um you know I, I have one sort of serious pick but what really got me into the behind the scenes featurettes and of course you know it was a big thing that came out with dvds because dvds could hold so much more information than just the movies you didn't get that with vhs's but there was a vhs that came out that accompanied from Dusk Till Dawn, the Robert Rodriguez movie that starred George Clooney, Selma Hayek, uh, Quentin Tarantino. And there was an accompanying VHS called Full Tilt Boogie, which was all about the making of From Dusk Till Dawn. And it blew my mind, you know, the fact that there was two hours of content all about the making of it, how they did it, the special effects, interviews with the actors, insights with Robert Rodriguez. And I loved it. Before, it was a mainstay on DVDs and Blu-rays and everything that we're used to these days. And, of course, it was at the same time that, uh, actually, right before, I was about to head off to film school. And so that was uh, what was just so much fun about it. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for, you know, your favorite behind-the-scenes featurette could either be something that had an impact on your life or it could be something that was just super fascinating. I have another pick that we'll get to uh, after the break if somebody else doesn't uh, bring it up, but I want to give you guys a chance. So go ahead and uh, chime in now on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio in the live video, or you can prep up that stereo app at stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media. When we come back, it is all about you guys talking best behind-the-scenes featurettes. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we are smack dab in the middle of the interactive portion of the show where we want to hear from you guys, the listeners and watchers, on our topic of the day. Now, to chime in, head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Click into the live video there and comment. Or you can join us here momentarily on the stereo app at stereo.com forward slash Phoenix Media, where we play a little stereo roulette, grab people at random, ask them the question of the day, which is what is the best behind the scenes featurette? Now, before the segment, uh, or uh, before this segment started, the end of last segment talked about how uh, mine was an accompanying VHS for uh, um, From Dusk Till Dawn called Full Tilt Boogie. It was a two hour look at the making of From Dusk Till Dawn. Tony mentioned that uh, in general, just the bloopers, you know, when people screw up, make jokes, drop uh, the occasional F-bomb. 
it's always fun to see, uh, you know, that uh, not everybody is perfect, especially when acting. Now, Tony, I assume that uh, you had a couple people chime in, uh, as we normally do. Ah, apparently not. Not today, no. I did have uh, one from the other day, didn't, which kind of ties to it, so I'll use it. But okay. uh, uh, Stacy the other day sent me this picture. Um, is when they were doing the pod race scene uh, for Star Wars uh, Episode One, um, and it's of course the built model of you know where they do the pod race, and when they zoom in, they got the camera guy coming in. Well, all the fans, you know how you see all like the crowd and stuff. Those were all Q-tips. They were all painted different color Q-tips in the fan blue to make them move. Interesting. So if you go back and watch it down, it's all done individually by colored Q-tips. Uh, that's how they made it. Uh, that's That was their digital effect for that back then. And you couldn't tell. It sure as heck didn't look like it when you're watching it. It looks like a big immersed uh, city you're coming into for the pod race. So. So I thought that was cool. She shared that the other day. But other than that, surprisingly, no one, uh, you know, I reached out to our normal super fans. Uh, no response from Friday. They might be busy today. Um, it is a very specific yeah. question. And, you know, yeah. guys like you and I who like to delve deep not into. A, it's not a general one. And it's going to be interesting to uh, to see when we go to the stereo app, the, the reaction we get. We might get a, huh? Huh? Or I have a lot of hangups, I'm guessing. But we'll find out. We will see. But we're about uh, to find out. But you but you have other ones you want to share. I mean Yeah, so the like, other one uh, recently, and uh, this actually kind of goes back to uh, what Stacy was saying, is following the first season of The Mandalorian, uh, there was a series that came out on Disney Plus that followed the making of The Mandalorian in multiple parts, and they dove deep into different aspects of it. Of course, you know, included John Favreau, who's the showrunner, executive producer. They talked with the different directors who were part of it. Uh, they got some obviously big names to come in, um, you know, talking with the actors. But the thing that blew my mind was the soundstage that they set up. I, I forget exactly what it's called, but essentially it is a 360-degree LED video screen. So they didn't have to use green screen at all. What they would do is they would project the backgrounds onto this giant video screen, create the sets inside of that, and when they shot it, it looked like they were actually there on location, even though they were inside of a soundstage. And just how far the technology has come has blown my mind. And, uh, you know, they're using it more and more, but it's something that John Favreau pioneered, or at least started pioneering, uh, when he made the Lion King uh, live-action remake. Yeah, that's it's awesome. I, I did love that about uh, the Mandalorian, uh, just because it, it really does feel like they went on location to shoot these things. So you would never think it was on a soundstage, and they do so good with that nowadays, which is fantastic. You know, since we didn't have anyone chime in either, I thought of another one that I really liked, and that was from Back to the Future. I really liked seeing the old um, Eric Stoltz footage. Yeah, yeah. Like for some of that, it's so weird to see somebody else uh, attempt to play Marty McFly because he was originally Marty McFly due to Michael J. Fox's schedule conflicts. So they shot a lot of it with Eric Stoltz. And um, what's crazy too is going back and seeing how, you know the movie we know and love some of the scenes that were shot with Stoltz still make it into the movie. There are, there's a scene at the, you know, the, at the mall, um, with him jumping in the Mandalorian, or the Mandalorian, the, Mandal the DeLorean. 
Yeah, man, the Mandalorian. The DeLorean, he jumps in, and that's Eric Stoltz. And then the punch to Biff's face is Eric Stoltz. Yeah. That still made the movie. So yeah. it's cool to see those things that you generally wouldn't see. And usually it was, you know, it was the shots that were behind, uh, you know, his back of another actor because it didn't show his face. But uh, that footage is very strange because it gave a whole different feeling and tempo and vibe to that movie. Uh, almost a little more serious, a little bit more dark. Then Michael J-, J. Fox comes in and lightens everything up, and I couldn't imagine it any other way. No, exactly. I think we've done that as a topic before. Characters that would have been different if it was that, and and that's one of those movies. But yeah, the the behind the scenes featurettes, man, you gotta love them. Um, I still watch them to this day. Kind of sucky though, buying them digitally on Vudu and stuff. You don't get too many of those, which is kind of crappy. Yeah. Some movies you do, some you don't, which is why I still like buying the physical discs because of stuff like that. You know, so that's why the big movies, like the MCU movies, are always buy because of things like that. Disney does a great job on all theirs. You can watch it on their on their streaming service, you can watch the featurettes on theirs. I was just going to say, you know, some of the streaming services have gotten really wise to the fact that people enjoy these featurettes. So uh, Disney Plus is one of those. I believe HBO Max to some degree is the other. Uh, It'll be nice when Netflix and and the other ones jump on board because people want to see it. I want to see it. Well, yeah, that's uh, one of those those big things of why you have the discs. Typically, you bought them for the featurettes, the making ofs, uh, interviews with the actors, things like that. Sometimes they include music videos. I remember Mission Impossible 2. One of the big reasons why I bought that was because at the time, it had Metallica's I Disappear music video on there. So that was yep. one of the keys to buying it. And not only was it a good movie for the time, uh, but you know, being a big fan of Metallica, it was like, oh, well. It's got the I Disappear music video on there. Exactly. And it had uh, Limp Biscuits Take a Look Around, because that had a pretty That's good soundtrack right. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, we're talking behind-the-scenes featurettes. What's the best one? There is still time for you to chime in on our Facebook page. But with that being said, let's turn it over to the Stereo app, see what sort of craziness we can get in that regard. Here we go! All right. Ta-da. No. Of course, people already skipping ahead. How's it going? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. <laughs> Hello there. Apparently not. All right. Hi. <laughs> All right. Uh, you're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. We are talking behind the scenes featurettes. Is there a movie or a TV behind the scenes? What? You know, it's funny. I, I get into the spiel and then uh, the hang up. Yeah. How's it going? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. For real? For real. Yeah, hi. So we're talking behind the scenes. Is there a movie or a TV show that you you enjoyed the behind the scenes features of? Well, I haven't really seen too much behind the scenes things. Do you like... Do you like The Mandalorian? I really want to see the, the only show that I really want to see behind the scenes is my favorite show. And what's that? And it's, um, what is it? Y- 
Is it? Uh... It's a new Power Rangers. It's Power Rangers Beef Morphers. Okay. All right. Very okay. cool. Yeah, you know, there's, uh, in fact, uh, the the shows that made us or uh, the toys that made us on Netflix, you can get a little behind the scenes there. But uh, we appreciate you chiming in. We're going to go ahead and move on. And you like beef morphers. (laughs) Arby's is my favorite beef. I got that, too. How's it going? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Don't be shy. You're on the radio. Uh, Go ahead and say hello. (laughs) <laughs> all right you're on you're on the christian phoenix radio show how you doing today good good yeah. good so we're talking behind the scenes features uh, is there a tv or a, a tv show or a movie uh that you enjoyed the behind the scenes features for yes what which which movie or tv show would that be um, mostly I'm thinking, I don't know, Venom. Oh, Venom's a great one, you know. They're, yeah. uh, you know, as part of the Blu-ray, uh, as part of the digital, you know, you can certainly watch that. And uh, that one's a fun one Teen to Titans watch. Go, go. I watched the Teen Titans Go anime. Oh, very cool. Anytime uh, animated, behind the scenes, the voice actors, that's always a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you chiming in. We're going to keep Thanks, uh, moving on. Sounds like it is a 13-year-old day on uh, stereo. Yeah, I was going to say, well, he didn't start out motivated, but, man, he had some good choices. So Yeah, yeah. And they've given some better answers okay, than okay. some of the adults. How you doing? You're on the Christian Phoenix radio show. Christian? That's me. How you doing today? Not bad. Is, oh, your name is Christian? It is. Yep. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We are talking behind-the-scenes featurettes. Is there a movie or a TV show that you just love the behind-the-scenes for? A movie or a TV show that I love behind-the-scenes. Yeah, how they made it, maybe the bloopers, anything along those lines. Oh, yeah, do, do the right thing. Do, you ever oh, seen Do the Right Thing? Spike Lee, one of his first movies. Fantastic movie. Uh, I have seen the behind the scenes uh, when I went to film school, in fact. You've seen the behind the scenes of uh, Do the Right Thing? Yeah, they had a. Uh, they documented everything. Uh, and obviously, it's not as. Uh, oh. Uh, comprehensive as you know more modern movies but uh it was wonderful to see uh you know spike lee at work with some wonderful actors what what about the behind the scenes of straight out of compton haven't seen that well i've seen the movie haven't seen the behind the scenes but uh that would be one definitely to check out uh you know ice cube is a fantastic uh actor uh, actually, his son was starred in that as Ice Cube. So, what about the behind the scenes of the Holy Bible? You know, uh, that one's a little bit harder to uh, document, but uh, you know, it'd be interesting if somebody could capture that. But uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and end it there because we've reached the end of our time. But uh, appreciate... Execute Order 66. <laughs> appreciate... Come on, this is the Bible, buddy. <laughs> appreciate everybody chiming in. When we come back, we've got a segment called Hippocratic Oath. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Go behind the scenes of the Bible. 
Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. We are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and we've got a little thing we talk about a couple times each show. It is our 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line, giving you guys the opportunity to chime in on anything whatsoever, including our topic of the day. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O, or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumerically impaired. Speaking of topics of the day, tomorrow's topic is Proud Pet Parent. When did your dog, your cat, your lizard, your bird, whatever, do something uh, silly, ridiculous to make you a quote-unquote proud, proud pet parent? Boy, that's going to be a hard one to say. Um, that's what proud we're looking pet for. parent. And uh, I can't wait for uh, Tony to share his because it's, it's... Triple P, proud Pretty parent. hilarious, exactly. <laughs> so uh, with this segment, which we've titled Hippocratic Oath, uh, Tony, I wanted to start out with a question for you. What is the Hippocratic Oath? The Hippocratic Oath is the oat. Oats. Oat. It's a like oat. Oats for breakfast. It's Hippocratic Oats. Now available in your local grocery store. <laughs> uh, Hippocratic Oath, I'm going to take a stab at it and say it's when you take the oath to be a damn hypocrite. <laughs> well, you must be a hypocrite and back pattern on everything you stand for. I. That would be my guess. I don't really know what it means. All right. Well, to be fair, the uh, etymology of the Hippocratic... Etymology? <laughs> I like etymology. Also, down in your local grocery store, etymology. It actually derives from the word hypocrisy, but oddly enough, it actually refers to the oath that doctors take to do no harm. And so uh, in this segment, we're going to be talking about uh, doctors who didn't take a... Uh, patient seriously and what the consequences were with the gotcha. segment that we've Are called. Are you going to take us behind the scenes? Maybe just a little bit. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Just be sure to take us behind the scenes of the Holy Bible, would you? Right. <laughs> I'm waiting the rest of the show for you to take me behind well, the scenes. Only if I could get into the man DeLorean and go to 88 miles uh. per hour. So. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the great Scott clip when you need it, San Filippo? Great Scott! There you go. All right. Well, let's uh, get rolling on with the segment that we're calling Hippocratic Oath. Doctor? 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 And Doctor. What's up, Doc? One of my favorite scenes from Spies Like Us. Uh, in any case, let's go ahead and start out with this first one from user. Everyone is a douchebag. All right, all right. Maybe uh... you're so you're so mean. Right. Good lord. Says when I was about 21, I went into preterm labor at five and a half months and had a stillborn. About eight hours later, the nurse brought my baby back in the room and told me that she was actually alive, that she was struggling to breathe, and would I like to hold her a while uh, as she passed. And, of course, I held her for another eight hours. The doctor kept telling me she was dying. Her APGAR scores are low. She can't breathe. I finally fired him. I had another doctor come in, and after she checked her, they took her to neonatal intensive care, where she spent the next four months. Today, she's 26 with two sons. That's great, man. That's, what, yeah, what a great... That's like, that's, that, that would have been like a good news 
Friday segment for tomorrow's show. But, but that it's just crazy. It just goes to show you you can't always trust the first diagnosis. You always want to go to second opinion. Always third, go, even if you have. To. Yeah, always. And go if for all the three second of them opinion. seem to be the same, then I guess that it is what it is. But uh, awesome. You know, that's a great one because it does not start out as a good story, sir. No, no, but uh, it has a nice uplifting ending. Let's keep moving on. I like that. Talking Hippocratic Oath. Doctor? Doctor? Uh, doctors who ignored serious consequences. Uh, this one from user Nicole90WV says, At two years old, my daughter started growing pubic hair, and I asked her pediatrician, Excuse me, pediatrician. He said it was just a burst of hormones, and I told him he was wrong. Wouldn't listen, wouldn't do any other tests. Fast forward, she's four years old. Now she's getting acne, really bad body hair on top of a full bush. Pediatrician says, yeah, that's kind of weird. Four months later, sends us to an endocrinologist. He does one blood test and says, yeah, her male hormones are slightly less elevated. Okay. Ten months later, we get an MRI. She has a very large tumor growing on her adrenal gland, causing them to turn on. She had the male hormones of a 17-year-old boy at age 5. Fast forward another month, we've been at St. Jude's ever since. My daughter has stage 4 adrenal cancer, a very rare form of it as well. She almost died, but luckily she is persevering despite the original diagnosis. Again, you know, things that uh, could be severely worse, but, uh, you know, you get that second opinion, and... Uh, you know, with any luck, she'll be able to get through it. Yeah, I hope she's okay in all seriousness. I was going to say she, she'll go on to be Wolfsbane, if anything. Well, we did a story at, at one point where, um, you know, children's stomach medis- medication, uh, they put uh, minoxidil or, or some hair growth thing in that, and kids were growing hair like, uh, you know, the werewolves left and right and the whole yeah. lawsuit and all of that. Yeah, definitely sad. So hopefully that kiddo will be okay. Yep. Let's keep moving on. Talking Hippocratic Oath. Doctor? Doctor? Doctors who ignored uh, serious consequences. Um, boy, I don't know why I'm struggling to get words out, especially in a words segment are like hard. this. Where... <laughs> I mean, that's that was yesterday, but this today, you know. Yep. Or what? You, we didn't do words are hard yesterday. We had a best up. There we go. Typically, we say sir, words are hard. So that's why you're doing it today. Fair enough. This from user Get Lost Jenny says, when I was uh, 15, or sorry, I was 15 when my daughter was born, and she was four, and when she was, God, I'm telling you, words are hard. Let's start that over. You know, in fact, I've even got a sound effect to uh, rewind a little bit. Whew. All right. Love that. I was 15 when my daughter was born, and when she was four, she grew a large lump the size of a golf ball on the left side of her neck. I freaked out and took her to the hospital where they were like, oh my God, it's totally normal. We'll just do a little incision and drain it. So they did, and it never healed. And every time I took her to the doctor, they rolled their eyes at the stupid teen mom who didn't know anything about healthcare and dismissed me. I started asking for referrals uh, to the sick kids unit of the hospital, and they refused, like I was questioning their medical judgment. One day, I hooked my feet around the legs of a chair at the doctor's office and said, I'm not leaving without a referral to sick kids. Doctor comes out and says, don't make me call security. I said, don't make me call the newspaper. He gave me a referral. I got her down to sick kids. She was diagnosed with atypical micro, mycobacteria, mycobacteria, all right, and cured within weeks. 
And again, it goes back to, you know, you can't just brush it off. If you have this gut feeling that something's not right, keep going after it. Keep continuing. Uh, For me personally, I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia at the age of 22, which not only was rare in males, but was rare in somebody of that age. But I was walking through life with so much pain. There were days I couldn't get out of bed and doctors would tell me, oh, just deal with it. Just deal with it until I finally found somebody who was able to confirm that it was fibromyalgia, get me on a treatment plan, and I'm happy, mostly healthy today. That's good, man. It, you just never know. You never know when your body's going to turn on you or when you get something unexpected. So, Exactly. All right, and then finally, in Hippocratic Oath. Doctor? 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 Doctors who ignored serious consequences. This from Jazzy, oh so fresh. Said, in college, I hurt my ankle, and after a few days of leaving it elevated, my calf was double the size of the other calf. I went to the emergency room, and they told me I had a muscle cramp and to just massage it out. I knew this couldn't be right because I've been playing softball for 17 years. I know what a muscle cramp is. I went to the next emergency room, and they told me again it was a muscle cramp and now accused me of just being a drug seeker. I go to the third emergency room where they finally do a sonogram and find a blood clot in my calf, a blood clot in my groin. A piece dislodges and lands in my lung, giving me a pulmonary embolism. Had I massaged my calf the way the first two emergency rooms told me, I could have dislodged the blood clot, giving me a heart attack or a stroke. Ten years later, it took ten years to find out that I have an autoimmune disorder that causes me to be prone to blood clots. Medicine fails again. And, uh, you know, blood clots are are nothing to uh, not take seriously. And again, you know, if we've learned anything from this segment is if it doesn't feel right, if it's it's not looking right, get that second opinion because you never know what could happen. Exactly. You want to be aware, trust uh, trust your instinct, and definitely don't put it off. Exactly. Well, with that being said, we are headed into the final segment of the show. Yes, it is time for This Day in History. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Get everything you need for the Christian Phoenix Radio Show over at phoenixmedia.us or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash phoenixmediaradio. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. We made it to the final segment of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to phoenixmedia.us, click on the show's link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio as well, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Doozer, Dozer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? I'll take that as a yes. I'm touching myself tonight. There you go. While you're there, be sure to subscribe. That way you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know what you think, and tell your friends, because why, Tony? Sharing is caring. Sure. I didn't have a I didn't have a yes or a no for you that time because I was I sent you a blooper oh. <laughs> on on the break. Is <laughs> there's a there's a blooper of uh, Pedro uh, Pasquale um, doing a scene for Wonder Woman eighty four, and he's down on the ground and he rips he rips a big old fart and he goes oops sorry I farted and she goes yeah I heard that 
So, <laughs> yeah, good behind the scenes just kind of ties in. That's why I didn't have a a normal soundbite for you. <laughs> you know, we're we're trying on new names for you, Tony. I'm wondering if we shouldn't try Tony Squirrel. Squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> you make like a tree and get out of here. Oh, with all that being said, let's go ahead and drop a little knowledge on you. Hopefully make you laugh at the same time. It is time for This Day in History. Passing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. This Day in History, with your correspondent on the beat. Christian Phoenix. Thanks, Siri. All right, kicking off this day in history. This day in 1662, the first public bus service begins. Promoted by Blaise Pascal, operates in Paris as the Carrossus et Cinq Sous until 1675. Again, not exactly sure how they did this because this was well before motor vehicles. Was it just a very big horse-drawn carriage? Who knows? We're going to take the bus by Blaise Pascal. It's called blaze. Vroom, vroom, giddy up. <laughs> Moving on this day in 1877, U.S. President Rutherford B. Hayes appoints Frederick Douglass Marshall of Washington, D.C. Uh, Frederick uh, uh, Douglass, a famous abolitionist. Great to see everything that he accomplished. I mean, we talk about him quite a bit in the segment, and uh, he had quite the life. My name is Rutherford <laughs> B. Hayes. And I'm sending you a five-cent stimulus check. Rutherford. <laughs> a Rutherford bill. Let's keep moving like on. My name was Rutherford. That's how I'd say it. Rutherford. Rutherford. Moving on. This day in 1881, Barnum and Bailey Circus, traveling as the greatest show on earth, debuts at Madison Square Garden in New York City, would last 146 years before closing just recently here in 2017. You know, for the time, it was awesome, you know, sort of the spectacle that they could bring. But the animal abuse, which is obviously one of the main reasons they closed down, was uh, beyond repair. Yeah, definitely. Once that got out, it was game over. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 146 years later. (laughs) Yeah, they got cancel culture before cancel culture was cool. Exactly. Let's keep rolling on. We're talking uh, this day in history. This day in 1902, Italian operatic tenor Enrico Caruso becomes the first well-known performer to make a record. As we know, that was about the time that uh, Thomas Edison uh, patented his uh, record spindle, and uh, that would have been something to hear is your own voice coming back at you on uh, vinyl. I am Enrico Caruso. I am good to see you, son. Is he uh, Russian? <laughs> no! But, uh, he's he's uh, if you want me to, yeah. Let's keep rolling on. This day in 1922, British magistrates in India sentenced Mahatma Gandhi to six years imprisonment for disobedience. How dare you? Six years of prison for you, Gandhi. That's a huge prison sentence for not doing what you're told. Yep. Nowadays, it just gets you a slap on the hand. <laughs> or less. All right, uh, moving on this day in 1942. Two black players, Jackie Robinson and Nate Moreland, request a tryout with the Chicago White Sox, and they're allowed to work out with them. Of course, Jackie Robinson, the first African-American player to make it into Major League Baseball and change the game forever. Yeah, well, that's Chicago White Sox loss, man. I mean, hindsight 2020, but uh, great to see that Jackie Robinson would go on and... Uh, you know, make history, but uh, 
Never heard of Nate Moreland, though. No, no. Unfortunately, he's been lost to time, at least as far as his name goes. But uh, good on him for uh, being a trailblazer. Yeah. And not importantly. There you go. All right. Uh, moving on this day in 1959, U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower signs Hawaii, or Hawaii, statehood bill. So it was this day that Hawaii became our 50th state or 49th? I forget uh, what came first, Alaska or Hawaii. Um, that's a good question. But nonetheless, Hawaii, fantastic state. Definitely encourage everyone to go visit. It's been a while since I've been there. So yeah, I think two, 2006 was the last time. I, I'd love to go back. Maybe we'll go there on our honeymoon when we finally get married. But uh, let's, <laughs> let's keep rolling on this day in 1965. Cosmonaut Alexei Leonov leaving his spacecraft uh, Voskhod 2 for 12 minutes becomes the first person to walk in space. Again, that's something I would not want to be the very first person to do because uh, you don't know how it's going to turn out. No, you don't want to be the guinea pig. No. Um, and Hawaii was the 50th state. So. Was it? Okay. All right. So Alaska came before that, but I couldn't tell you when. So thank you for uh, updating us on that. Time. Yeah, you're welcome. All right. Let's keep rolling. This day in 1985, Commissioner Peter Uberoth reinstates Willie Mays and Mickey Mantle. And again, this is one where I want more information. Reinstate yeah. them for what reason? You know, did yeah. they, did were they, they pull banned? A... I never knew they were banned. I didn't either. Did they pull a piece? Because they're two icons. I mean, they're icons of the business there. Uh, we'll put it this way. I wouldn't mind having either of their rookie cards. No, no doubt, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on this day in 1989, the California Quake amusement ride opens at Universal Studios uh, as part of the Backlot Tour. Uh, that one is fun, where you're in the subway station and everything starts shaking and the, the train comes through, splits into pieces, water comes rushing down, fire everywhere. Uh, just a staple of that. Toasty! Yeah, the Backlot Tour is fantastic. That's something that Florida's doesn't have. I wish they did because that Backlot Tour is cool. In fact, uh, you, you never know. Sometimes you see celebrities back there, too. I saw Lauren Graham back there one time. No kidding. So, and I think that was, yeah. I don't know if that was with you or if that was with the Nameless one. I think I the Nameless remember, one because but... I definitely don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. So, But, yeah, old Lorelai was back there. <laughs> she waved to the crowd. So. Well, let's keep rolling on this day in 1991. Mike Tyson beats Razor Ruddock in the seventh round. Yes, I, I beat Razor Ramon. That's right. <laughs> I told the bad guy I knocked him out in the seventh round. I smacked Razor Ramon around with my fist, my lightning fast fist. A different circled square, but uh, in any yeah. case... Let's keep rolling. This day in 1991, the Philadelphia 76ers retire Wilt Chamberlain's number 13 jersey. Why so long afterwards? I mean, that guy did everything, broke every record in the time that he played. Yeah, you had to wait. You had to wait till 91 to do it. Right. <laughs> and uh, my favorite number, number 13. So uh, there good on you go. All right, moving on. This day in 1992, Donna Summer. Gets a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Tony, what's your favorite Donna Summer song? Hmm. <laughs> Drawing a blank uh, there. Oh, that famous uh, song, Drawing a Blank. I, I love that yes. one. Yes. Drawing a blank. I just, I pictured Donna Summer and I couldn't tell you a song she sings. I just know she's from the disco era. <laughs> yeah. And I could even be wrong about that. I don't know. 
Well, was she a part of the Supremes? I th- she might have been. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Uh, I don't know. Let's keep rolling this day in 1995. <laughs> Michael Jordan announces he is ending his 17-month NBA retirement. Yeah, he retired, came back, joined baseball, came back as a manager, then as an owner. and uh, He's like Brett Favre, just couldn't make up his mind. Yeah, he, this was a bad comeback because he ended up coming back and playing for the Washington Wizards right. at the time. Yeah. Forgettable run for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, in this day in history, this day in 2002, the Ramones are inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Back when actual rock and roll bands got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Now it's all about Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> or Chaka Khan. She's a hard rocker. All right, folks. Well, before we head out for the day, let's run down some of today's holidays, shall we? Where we like to talk about the things. Well, we celebrate. For instance, today is Absolute Incredible Kid Day. Hey, I didn't know they made a uh, holiday about my kiddos. Yeah, and uh, and your kiddos, too. If you're watching, if you have kids, you have amazing kids. They're absolutely incredible. It is. They o- are super incredible. It was awkward, or it is awkward moments day. We've had a few of those yeah. today. <laughs> Pedro Pasquale when he blew ass on the set of Wonder Woman eighty four. Yep, it is companies that care day. We care about you guys. That's we why do. sharing is caring. Today is Forgive Mom and Dad Day. Ooh, hope you don't need that one. Ooh, all right, I'm good with them both. Uh, here's one. It's National Lacy Oatmeal Cookie Day. Reach out to Friday. Hi, Lacy. <laughs> it is National Biodiesel Day. All right. Okay. It is National Sloppy Joe Day. Sloppy Joe, sloppy, sloppy Joe. <laughs> it is Goddess of Fertility Day. So if you're trying to get pregnant, it might be one to uh, look into a little bit uh, more carefully. It is Supreme Sacrifice Day. Tony, make that supreme sacrifice, won't you? That taco's going down. Taco <laughs> supreme. <laughs> and then finally, it is Oranges and Lemons Day. So uh, make lemons oh. out of lemonade. I'll celebrate that by eating orange chicken at Panda tonight. Panda there Thursday. You go. Folks, that does it for this Thursday episode. We will be back tomorrow with a brand new episode on a Friday, meaning it's good news, everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day. We will see you all tomorrow. Peace.